It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, this is The World in 10, which brings you the big news stories of the day, explained and analysed by The Times of London. I'm Lou Newton, today joined by Toby Gillis. We've detail of the ever-changing picture in America's relationship with Israel on the way, and one of the key people in the last major negotiation over a two-state solution in the Middle East, answering the question, could that ever happen with Benjamin Netanyahu in charge? For a huge portion of the last month, the significance of the US's support for Israel couldn't possibly have been overstated. Massive funding has been sent by Joe Biden and all the messaging really has been that Israel has a right to defend itself after Hamas's October the 7th attack. Yet... Just maybe there's beginning to be a split of sorts. It relates to both the speed of Israel's military efforts in Gaza, but probably more significantly, the plans for Gaza if and when their goal of destroying Hamas is complete. So far, Israel have been pretty vague on that. And The Times' world affairs editor, Catherine Philp, told The World in 10 the contradictory statements from both countries prove there's some strain on the relationship. On October the 18th, the Americans actually vetoed a UN resolution calling for a humanitarian pause. And this is something the Americans seem to have changed their tune on. And I think that they don't want Israel's hand to be forced by the UN, but they would like that pause now. So they've started talking about it. And then we saw two nights ago, Netanyahu gave an an interview to American television news that they were prepared to consider these pauses. He called them tactical little pauses. That was read in Washington of, ah, we got through to him. But then he went on to say Israel would probably have to be in charge of security over Gaza for an indefinite period. I think that immediately had the hackles up in Washington and people were concerned, what on earth does he mean by that? Because it sounds rather like an Israeli reoccupation of Gaza. So the Americans have rushed out and said, no, they don't support that happening. And then again, they've had to recalibrate and say, well, it might be necessary for a very limited amount of time. 
quite the back and forth. Uh, as always, we've not got the time to play the whole of our interview, but you can read Catherine's full analysis of the situation at thetimes.co.uk. What's also a fascinating dynamic is the proximity of this war to the next US election. Catherine told us it would be naive to assume Joe Biden doesn't have that in the back of his mind and that he's aware his support for Israel is damaging his chances of election victory. A quick end to the conflict would help restrict the damage, giving Democratic voters who are more likely to back Palestinians some time to move on. And on what's next for Gaza... Well, firstly, that might come sooner rather than later because Israel's saying they've now cornered Hamas's leader, Yahya Sinwar, and described him as a dead man walking. Secondly, many believe at some point Israel will have to accept a two-state solution for lasting peace in the region. And for that to happen? Well, Benjamin Netanyahu certainly doesn't want it. And Gilead Sher, who was part of the negotiating team that came close to that in 2000, says he couldn't be trusted to lead the negotiations anyway. I'm talking about the uh, policies that he led to strengthen Hamas and weaken the Palestinian Authority in a way that resulted in in Hamas, the itinerary of horrific butchery that they uh, led uh, was not done by uh, Palestinian innocent people. Policy of conflict management by uh, Netanyahu throughout the last decade and a half resulted in, in a Hamas that is a monster that requires an international coalition to fight it. To China now, and yet another occurrence of a prominent person disappearing after appearing to do something determined as an offence by the ruling party there. In this case, hosting pornography and gambling on his website. This is the story of Chen Shaoji. He's the founder and chief exec of one of China's most popular streaming services, Do You. To give you an idea of its success, it was valued at $4 billion when the company went public in 2019. But China's communist authorities started scrutinising tech companies far more stringently in 2021. And its market value now, well, that's under 300 million. Although I'll be honest, personally, I'd still take that. Perhaps not in China, though. (laughs) No, uh, not at the expense of freedom, uh, which has clearly been taken from Mr. Xiaoji. His colleagues say he's not been seen since August or heard from at all in a month. And this is another example of a high-profile Chinese person going missing. The last time that it hit the headlines, it was tennis player Peng Shuai, who accused a senior official of sexual abuse. And she hasn't been seen free since 2021. The Times' man in the Far East, Richard Lloyd Parry, told The World in 10 there's a common theme among all those who go missing, but exactly what happens to them is a mystery. In general, I don't think people are being taken out into the yard and and shot. These are people who are being held incommunicado, and they're no doubt questioned and, and put under some pressure. And the point is that it sends a message to everyone else. There's that uh, famous Chinese saying, uh, you know, killing the chicken to scare the monkeys. You know, you don't need to take people out and publicly execute them to send a message that if you cross the invisible line, things are going to be very bad for you. At the very least, your career will be over. In the case of the tennis player, it was embarrassing not only for the man accused of abusing her, but for the party. So very often in these cases, what they seem to have in common is the fact that they hurt the image and authority of the Chinese Communist Party. 
I don't think the odd soda here or there has a long-term impact on my health, but that's apparently not the case for children, as it turns out that caffeinated fizzy drinks can change their brain development and possibly even predispose them to becoming addicts in the future. This is from an experiment with 9- and 10-year-olds in the US who, well, they basically drank drinks like Coca-Cola or Red Bull and then did puzzles or tasks. Eleanor Hayward, the Times' health correspondent, told us a bit about the results. The study looked at an association between drinking caffeinated drinks and the brain development of children and children's memory. Children who had a daily can of Coke, they then performed worse in memory tests and that's looking at things like their concentration, their ability to remember a series of numbers. They had their brain activity measured and that actually showed that different areas of their brain lighted up in different ways compared to children who didn't drink caffeine, which shows how their brains actually worked in different ways. Addiction experts who had a look at the brain scans afterwards said that children who drink caffeine are at higher risk of using harder drugs in the future, and that's because the lower activity they saw in the anterior cingulate cortex... Nicely done. Thank you. (laughs) ..that was seen in the children who consume caffeine on a daily basis is also often seen in people who are addicted to drugs or alcohol. But is this a hard fact? Are children who drink caffeine more likely to use hard drugs and therefore more likely to become addicted? The brain changes seen in this study, are they definitely a result of the consumption of caffeine? Eleanor Hayward again. It could be that the brain changes as a result of caffeine impacting the brain development because caffeine is quite a powerful drug. Or it could be children who choose caffeine and who crave caffeine already had these changes in their brain since a young age. I mean, researchers think it's more likely that caffeine itself interferes with brain development in some way, but they can't be sure that it's causal. If I asked you to think of the world's most famous dresses, maybe Grace Kelly's wedding dress would come to mind, or Marilyn's white halter from the seven-year itch, you know... that one, yeah. You know it, the scene, it blows up and she tries to hold it down. It's iconic, it's cute. But I'm also certain a few of Princess Diana's dresses would come to mind. The outfit she wore towards the end of her life cemented her place in fashion history as one of the world's best-dressed women. Bit like you. Thank you. And now you might, if you've got the money, so you might not, be able to own one. (laughs) Yeah, it turns out her designer, Jacques Azaguri, made two of every one he created. He calls the last pieces he made for Diana the famous five and, well, as he retires... He's auctioning them in England next month. They include some of her most famous dresses, the light blue mini dress she wore on her last official engagement before her death, and another one that comes with a handwritten thank you note from the princess. Now that is seriously special, a big slice of history. Uh, Speaking of which, sorry for the link, that's the episode consigned to history. (laughs) Ten minutes done. Thank you for your time today. Those were the top world stories in ten with the Times of London. Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. 
Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. 